Educating our community about the impacts of gambling harm. Live from Cedar College, Melbourne, Australia, you're listening to our Gambling Harm podcast on Live FM. Welcome everyone. Live from Cedar College, Melbourne, Australia, you're listening to our Gambling Harm podcast on Live FM. My name's Layla and my co-hosts today are Tarkin, Ben, Brody, Preston and Bo. Our special guest today is Sam, who is a young leader of the West. Hi, everyone. It's nice to be here. All right. For the first question, what is it like to be a young leader? So being a young leader involves going to different places and teaching about gambling harm in the Western suburbs. And we do quite a lot of activities like leadership training, planning events and activities like the school's podcast. Very nice. Um, So why did you get involved in being a young leader? So I started getting involved in being a young leader at the start of this year because as full-time, I'm a university student and I wanted to do something outside of that where I connected with my community and got involved in the Western suburbs and problems surrounding it. And because I have an interest in health as well, I thought that joining the young leaders would be a good fit. Hi, I'm talking. Why do people start gambling? So people start gambling because of a multitude of different reasons. It could just be because like their friends go out and gamble, so they join in as well. Or if something bad happens in their life, they can start gambling. And the problem isn't necessarily starting gambling. It's when they continue to gamble and that becomes harmful to them. So if they win big one time, it could cause them to continue gambling to have a chance of winning big again, when in reality, the odds of winning again are not that great. Have you ever experienced gambling yourself or known someone that has? So one of the main things I noticed with people my age and young adults is I'm interested in video games and a lot of my friends spend money on games to get characters and things like that. So I do notice a lot of gambling harm with people my age, not specifically in like what you'd usually think of gambling harm with sport and pokies, etc. because there's a lot of new ways to gamble. Hello, Sam, and hello, everyone that is listening. My name is Brody, and my question for you today, Sam, is how do we find more information on how we can seek support for gambling? That's a really good question because a lot of people who do experience gambling harm do not seek formal support. It's only about 10% of people who go out and seek support for their gambling harm. The best way to seek help is through the Gambler's Help website or through the Gambler's Help phone line, which you can call 24 hours a day. Hello, Sam. My name is Preston. And my question for today is how much money per year is lost in Victoria? So every year in Victoria, people lose $5.8 billion based on gambling. And the thing is, the Victorian government spends about $7 billion on gambling. So the money that people lose isn't even enough for the government to make a profit off gambling. Hey, my name is Bo. Uh, what is the average age of most gamblers? So the average age of most gamblers is young adults between the age of 18 to 34, especially young males. So about 60% of people who experience gambling harm are that age group. And in particularly males where about half of people who use sports bet are young males in that age group. All right. How, many, how much is spent on gambling advertising in Australia? 
So in Australia, it is $273 million per year spent on gambling advertising, which you can see on TV, you can see in sports stadiums. It's everywhere. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to our Gambling Harm podcast on Live FM from Cedar College in Melbourne, Australia. My name's Layla and my co-hosts today are Tarkin, Ben, Brody, Preston and Bo. And our special guest today is Sam, who is a young leader of the West. How do you know if someone has problems with gambling? So if you, there are some signs to recognise that people might be experiencing gambling harm. So, for example, they could be talking about their gambling more. They could be asking to borrow money, which they may be using for gambling. They could be isolating themselves. Where So previously they might have gambled with friends, but now they're staying home. Or if they're bringing up gambling a lot and they're spending more money and time gambling than they used to. How many gambling ads pop up a day on TV? So per day, five years ago, it used to be 370 roughly. But in the past five years, that has increased exponentially to become 948 ads per day on TV. And even though there are some ways to combat how many ads we see, like recently when there's gambling ads, there'll be a warning at the end. It, the, the gambling harm problem is still continuing and the effect that those ads have isn't stopping. The numbers keep increasing. And in which country in the world spends the most money gambling? So surprisingly, it's Australians that spend the most on gambling per year. <laughs> what sort of effects can it have on your family and friends? So the effect on family and friends is actually the biggest effect that gambling has on a person. So although there are plenty of other effects that gambling harm can have, like financial and cultural effects and not being able to work or study, the main effect is on relationships. And for every person who experiences gambling harm, six to ten other people experience harm because of that. Do you think gambling should be banned altogether? That's an interesting question. I feel like because gambling causes so much harm, it would be a good idea to ban it. But because there are so many different ways people gamble, I feel like actually implementing a gambling ban would be rather tedious, take a lot of time, and there probably wouldn't be many ways to ban gambling altogether. Because in personal experience, there are countries that have banned gambling, but there are still many ways to gamble. So, for example, I've been to Japan, and in there they ban gambling, but there are still places where you can gamble. You can still play games where you're gambling for something. So implementing a ban might not be probable. Sam, uh, with the Young Leaders of the West, has there ever been a moment where you sort of wanted to stop that and pursue a different sort of pathway, as you could call it? Um, not so far. I've been a member of the Young Leaders for a few months, so I haven't had any conflicts that would make me want to stop being a Young Leader yet. <laughs> Have they tried to limit the amount of ads that they've shown on TV about gambling? Um, I don't know for sure. But I know that they have put more warnings about gambling ads on TV. 
All right, that's all we have time for today. Thank you to Sam, our guest. It's been a great pleasure talking to you. Live from Cedar College in Melbourne, Australia, you've been listening to Our Gambling Harm podcast on Live FM. My name's Layla and my co-hosts today were Tarkin, Ben, Brody, Preston and Bo. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you have found the information today useful. Until next time, thank you. Have a great day. Educating our community about the impacts of gambling harm. Live from Cedar College, Melbourne, Australia, you're listening to our Gambling Harm podcast on Live FM. Yeah.